0: Parents and Guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, well, welcome, Parents and Guardians, to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. We have back with us today, Michaela Cox. And I want to remind you, she's a five-time published author. She is an author who writes about her heartfelt meditations related to her passions, about her journey as a mother her journey of faith, and the American journey of we the people. So, all with the show. Help my parents out. What does it mean to you to persevere, uh, the, the importance of being able to persevere as a parent?
1: Well, I mean, perseverance is a a concept or a life lesson or a skill set on your till boat, whatever you want to call it. I learned at an early age, long before my husband ever passed away because I've never taken a breath or had a day where I wasn't disabled. My disability came from birth. So I've spent my whole life having to persevere. So I think the things that I developed uh, at a young age in life while it was needed then, and I don't say that it wasn't important then, I think in developing them early has allowed me to always have them and use them and then really be able to kind of mm, fortify them when they really needed most, you know, although I needed it my whole life because it helped me when I was young and it's still helping me today, especially over the last four years, you know what I mean? And as far as parents, I mean, in my case and really period in any parenting I knew within, I'll, I'll never forget it. There's a lot of things over the last four years I'll never forget. And the moment that I was being informed of my husband's passing, um, I didn't know my head was spinning and I didn't know what was next, but what I did know, the only thing I could think in that moment is what about the kids? And so I knew in that moment, no matter what else I didn't know, and there was a lot I didn't know then that it all came down to, it didn't matter what it was, but it would have to be putting the kids first because that's what he would want me to do. And that's what we needed to do as parents. And so I just knew in that moment, if nothing else, that's what I was gonna do. I didn't know how, I didn't know what, I just knew that that's what I had to keep doing. And I had to keep going for them and for me and for us as a family, because it was up, it was on me and it was up to me now.
0: Wow. I- yo, you- you said this uh, started all in your, in your youth, that the groundwork for uh, your perseverance all started in your youth. How important is it for the parents to model what you so clearly modeled to your kids, uh, the ability to persevere so that they gain the coping skills in their young lives to be able to do the same thing with their adult how important is that
1: it's extremely important because i mean this world is a a broken world that we live in and there's always going to be trials and tribulations and suffering and Mm. challenges and obstacles and difficulties or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it so there's always going to be something to have to contend with and what are you going to do every time something comes along your way quit well you might as well stop now because you ain't gonna get nothing done
0: and, and it's, be gonna be, it? yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a sad life too it's a sad yeah. existence to be in something like that and, and then that leads me into you you, you talked about hey putting kids first you know i tell my parents and uh, leaders i work with in a role ranger ministry that there's a set of priorities god family work and then your ministry and mm-hmm. that your family, your kids, you, you got to put them first, right? No, I put my, I put my wife, she, she's, I put her first, but then there are my kids.
1: I did. We did that too in our marriage. When he was alive, we put each other first because in doing that, I don't think people realize how important that is. It's not saying that you don't take care of your kids or that when, you know, something comes up that you go attend to them first, but Putting that marriage and ensuring that marriage survives and is a good example is the best present you can give your kids. Because once again, oh, then that's they great.
0: That's just so good. That is so good. Continue it's true, on. though. It is. And you
1: have to keep dating after you're married. Sorry. <laughs> and the kid oh, ain't no. That.
0: You hear you that, know, answer, Date nights are important, but yeah. you know, I bet you it's important also for you as a single parent to be mm-hmm. able to have some time for yourself set aside so that
1: your God. Yes. That's cute. we kind of touched on it without saying it. And I wasn't always good at this when I was a young, a younger mom, cause I had the brilliant idea. Let's go to grad school when your kids are eight months old. And then I had my son in grad school and I did a thesis when he was four months old and not sleeping through the night. And my daughter was three years old. That would have about killed me there, but that was a hard semester. But, um, so I wasn't always the best at it because I didn't have a lot of time and I felt guilty about it. And I can't, you might be able to speak to this because I don't know how you guys feel about it and what y'all do about it, but self-care. And I don't mean ignoring everybody. I mean, finding the right balance to mm. finding a few moments to take care of anything that has to do with yourself and your own needs. And it sounds selfish, but it's really not because you kind of touched on it as well. Think of it as we're a deep well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have only so much water and we're doing all the things we love to do and want to do by loving on our husband or our wives or our family, or our kids, or maybe, you know, you're taking care of your parents or your whatever, or this, that, and the other, like you said, work, ministry, you know, family, friends, whatever, you know, all these hats or roles that we all have to play that we may want to play and be happy to do it. But at some point, if you're always pouring out water to everybody, that water is going to run out unless you're putting something back in. And if you ain't putting nothing mm. back in, you ain't gonna have nothing left to give. And then you're gonna be useless to yourself, your kids, your husband, your wife, your whatever. And then you're just gonna be done.
0: Uh, so- say, Sister Cox just preached a sermon right there. You you parents, you need to hear this because yes, we, we struggle with guilt. There's not a parent out there that doesn't struggle with guilt and shame, but there should be no shame. There should be no guilt to so take it a couple of moments to yourself to recharge your batteries yes. so that you're at the top of your game yep. for and your kids to offer
1: the best to your kids and your husband and your wife or the whatever else in your equation now that could mean maybe you go read your bible maybe you pray maybe you do quiet time maybe you go to a bible study once a week or maybe you go do something you enjoy like just shut the world out and listen to music or maybe you journal or work out or go take a bath or in my case, I like to go out with my girlfriends as often as possible or whatever. Self-care is very broad because it has anything to do with as long as it's caring for yourself and we're all individuals and unique and have different likes and dislikes. So what would be self-care for me may be totally different for somebody else and that's okay. And it also is going to have a lot to do with where you're in at life. When I was a young mom, my self-care was, oh, dear God, Please let me eat a meal uninterrupted. Please do not knock on this door so I can take a bath without being interrupted because you're risking your life by opening that door for five minutes. Now leave me alone, go away. I love you, but go away. Now, as they're older in school, I have a lot of time during the day, so I don't need that as much. What I want at the end of the long week, I want to go out with my girlfriend. So that's my new version of self-care. So it has a lot to do with what stage in life you're at too. So, you know, anyway.
0: Oh, it absolutely does. But you mentioned something in there that I'm not going to gloss over it, is, is putting your best out there for your family. So it, it, by recharging your batteries, however, that and whatever that means to to the particular individual, like you said, some people like to read some people like a nice little uh, luxurious bath with some quiet time. Maybe it's just journaling, all those things that you mentioned. But when you do these things, you said you're able to come back and give your best. Moms, dads, guardians out there, don't you want to always give your best? Stop it with feeling shame and guilt over spending some time for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Because out of that, just like Sister Cox said, you're going to be able to give your best to your spouse and your kids you oh what a sermon centered.
1: you feel you feel centered and balanced and like you reset yourself and kind of like you can breathe and take and start over like okay it's good i can now i've had some few moments i've recharged i can go do what i need to do and believe me those kids they ain't going nowhere and they are not gonna die if they don't have your full attention 24 7 they need to learn that too because they don't always get what they want when they want it just because they want it none of us do so actually you're teaching your kids a couple of different things by doing that. They're not going nowhere. They ain't leaving. And those dishes and that laundry ain't going nowhere either. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> It'll yeah. all be here when you get back better to handle it. Promise you it ain't going nowhere. There is no magic wand that makes it all go poof because we went five minutes to do something for ourselves. Sometimes I wish there was, but there's not.
0: Oh yes. Yes. Because there are just things that we need to do. And, and we sit there in the moment, we've recharged, but we're usually able to come back and better handle those things yes. that we need to take care of. But also like what you just said, that, that it's important to model this to your kids. Um, how important is it to you to not only be the parent, but be the chief role model to your two kids
1: it always was important and i'm not saying it shouldn't be when you're you know in a two-parent household or whatever you want to call it uh, my husband john and i felt that way too but now it's even more imperative because i'm the only one they got so it's up to me no one else gonna do it
0: well this is true And, and how has you being a role model to your kids how has that helped them have you seen some uh visible evidence uh, that because you were a positive role model your kids are better off for it, it It how they handle themselves
1: i would like to think there is but i jokingly say all the time ask me when they're 18 and 21 and established and healthy and happy and we'll see what the answer is to that question <laughs> i've got 11 more years to go <laughs> <laughs> i'm still running the marathon so ask me when they're 18 and 21 and not on some public national TV airing their dirty laundry or how bad I screwed it up or in jail or something.
0: Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, have the
1: answer, we'll have the full answer to that question in 11 years but no in all seriousness um I'd like to think that they see what I do and they know that mommy has a, a visual of is legally blind and has to do with a lot of stuff and you know but she's still doing what she knows she's supposed to do like I still write every day mm-hmm. or can and, and You know, mommy is still doing all the dings. Maybe I can't do it as as other moms or dads would do it because I do have to do things differently. I always have, but they see me still doing what I have to do. And, you know, they wouldn't know the difference because I chose to do what I did after John died, but I'm still here. I haven't gone anywhere. I didn't disappear. I didn't decide to just stay, I don't know what the, I don't know what the worst version of it would be after Don died, but I didn't choose that potentially worst version.
0: Well, you just mentioned something else. See, every every time I let you go here, you drop another piece of gold. <laughs> you said that you do things differently than other parents. I think that that's important because you are your own individuals right. with your giftings and everybody has Subtype of limitation i'm a on the disc scale i'm a d so
1: i'll oh yeah i could
0: be dominant uh i yeah. i like things bullet pointed uh but i have my negatives too uh we we have a great concern that we might be taking advantage of and so i have to balance Right. those two things out. But then when I deal with my daughter, who's a high eye, who loves to talk, she's the life of the party. When I speak to her, I have to speak to her in her language. Right. And inside the various different households, you've got different makeups of mm-hmm. behavioral characteristics. So parents, it's going to look different in right. every household. I mean, we're all
1: unique, wonderfully created, different individuals and our own unique personalities. So, I mean, you can have, I don't care if you have two girls, two boys, three, but they're still going to be different. even They're the same gender because they have different personalities. So, and I'm a different personality from another mother and whatever, but. And you're correct. I'm glad you brought it out in this way, but I was meaning specifically related to my vision and what I have to do to do things, but it is true. And I even write that. Oh, in. No, my don't book.
0: discount that because that's important to hear. Your kids are, are watching a living model every day. Bobby has disabilities and it's not stopping her.
1: Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I have, I've always had to think outside the box. I've always had to do things differently just to get around something that's not going to change it's not going away it's permanent so I had to I can't move it so I have to work around it and do all these different things which some days are harder than others and it's a pain in my butt and it's frustrating but it is what it is I've been doing it for almost 43 years so it's just kind of what I do because I've had a lot of practice and that's what I've had to do but we all regardless of something like that we still do things differently because we think differently because we're different people and we know our children best so we know it works for them so you know one thing's going to work for one kid and one's not and you just have to always be willing to adapt and pivot and do what you can to still teach them and do it your way and I mentioned this um, in my first book that I wrote well second book but first in the type that I'm writing now in fall of 2019 It was written for mothers, but this would also apply to fathers. So it was a a book on journeying through motherhood. So it's why it was specific to mothers. We as parents need to get okay with it's our voice as a parent because we need to listen to our own voice. Now there's nothing wrong with going to the experts when you need help. I'm not saying that, but Mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. there's something to be said when there's too many voices, it drowns out your own voice that needs to be heard so that you know that it's okay that you do what you do for your family because you know your family best better than anyone else and only you know what your kids need better than anybody else don't listen to people who may not know what they're talking about just because you're too afraid of not finding your own voice
0: especially uh coming from the secular world who uh some of the founding christian principles they're not too keen on and they're always talking of a quote unquote better way to parent, and uh, I think that more morality is important, teaching your yes. children ethics, yes, are important, and, and then living those out on a daily basis in front of your kids. You know, if you mess up parents, hey, I've gone, uh, you know, when daddy was a little grumpy, you know, like with my daughter, I go back and say, Hey, listen. I could have said that better. You know, I, I got grumpy. There's no excuse for it. And yes, I'm apologizing, but at the same time when I'm doing that, I'm modeling how to cope when you have messed up because I realize I'm not perfect. So by going and, and uh, being able to do stuff like that or, or to talk to my wife or my son and admit that daddy made a mistake hubby made a mistake that and uh
1: made mistakes there's no avoiding them it's not that you made them it's what you do with them oh (laughs) that's true because there's no avoiding it we have a we live in a fallen sinful world so the the issue of making mistakes isn't in question it's just how bad and which Mm ones.
0: and how you get up right from those mistakes you know i remember the uh one of the Batman movies, Alfred says to a young uh, Bruce Wade, Why do we fall? So we learn how to pick ourselves back up.
1: To keep going and persevering.
0: Mm-hmm. To persevere, you don't stop. To, to push through. Down. Right? And, and too often we limit ourselves because you say, you know, mm-hmm. we're afraid of that obstacle. We're afraid of that that change, that hurdle that demands for us if we're going to move on down the line for us to overcome that hurdle. And we get so focused on that, that we stand and do nothing and we sit in our little comfort zone. So, okay, everything's comfortable here. Uh, everything's nice and warm. But you know what? Growth, the ability to be more happens when you step out of your comfort zone. And I think God wants us to step out of comfort zone. I think God wants to act out and show up when you step outside your comfort zone and put your trust in him. Wow. You see now you got me preaching.
1: Well I would also like to say something else I think is important to all of this. It's kind of the please I found, I don't want to say underbelly because that sounds, but what kind of underlies all of this? Because in any of this that we've been talking about, how we parent our kids, what we choose to listen to, what do we choose to, what influences them, how we do what we do. There's a key word in there. It's called, it's a choice. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's a choice. We choose what we do or don't do. And sometimes you don't get to choose the circumstances you're put in lord knows i didn't choose any of the d's that i talked about earlier about being having a disability i mean i came into this world with the disability i dang sure didn't you're you're a baby you don't get to say over anything so i didn't have a choice in that now i did leave my first marriage and it was a scriptural divorce but i didn't have a choice in what he chose to do or not do that caused the result of that going in a divorce and i dang sure didn't choose to lose the love of my life and my children not to have their father for the last four years. But what I do get to choose is either to let that define me or I define it for myself oh. and what I do with those circumstances. <laughs> okay? I'm I in control of that about. and I am responsible for that. I can choose to do one thing or the other and depending on my choices, it will lead me in one direction or another. I chose to do what I had to do I've always chosen to let me define it for myself and not be defined by my circumstances. Some days I do it better than others. I'm not saying that. I'm not perfect. Great point. I, like everybody else. I don't have all the answers, but I am here to share what I do know through a lot of interesting life experiences, but I do get to be responsible for my choices. I can choose to persevere or not. I can choose to stop or not. I can choose to give up or not. I can choose to quit or not and I can choose to keep going or not. And I have always been of the opinion and perspective and point of view of, you're not going to let this stand in your way. I will choose to persevere. I will choose not to give up. I will choose not to stop. And I will choose not to give up. And I will choose to keep going and do what I have to do and do what I got to do. And basically, it kind of came from a perspective of the doctors, because I was born in 78. And I'm not saying we have all the medical advancements that we need to have. But they're way further than what they were in 78, almost 43 years later. They didn't know why I was born the way I was or how it got fixed or whatever, this, that, and the other. And there was no family history of it. or, And it's not genetics, but they weren't for sure because my kids don't have it. So it was just a weird fluke, whatever. And they told my parents a lot of stuff, which she'll probably never be able to do this or that or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to prove you're behind wrong. Oh, you're going to hold my uh, beverage and sit back and watch because I'm going to go do it period. And that has a lot to do with the way that my parents raised me. They, they basically said, okay, we don't know what she can do. So why don't we just see where she goes and see what she does and Mm -hmm. let her know that you should never stop, never give up and never quit.
0: So, okay. So, So, uh,
1: so we have choices of parents and it's ours to choose. And no matter how hard or easy they may be, I'm not saying they're not hard choices, but still, at the end of the day, it comes down to a choice, period. It
0: definitely does. And as we move to the close of this, uh, this particular episode, take a couple of moments and tell people about the, uh, your, your current book that you have out.
1: Oh, I have a total of seven out right now, but the last one I released uh, two weeks ago, yeah the 16th of march was um called we the people are question mark defining and exploring who we are who we the people are as a people society and nation so that's more um on the understanding america and what our country's supposed to be about and understanding who we the people are but i've written on motherhood i've written on parenting i've written on a religion so i have seven they're all on amazon I have a website called my heartfelt meditations and i'm on facebook and instagram and if you go to my website you can get to all the things from
0: there well you know i I like to take a i like to get a little snapshot of uh your book cover and use that for the artwork for this particular podcast yeah all right well i'll make a point of doing that well parents we've uh, reached the end of this particular episode as always, I want to challenge you to go for a fearlessly parent. God bless.